the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Assurance. When you die, do you have assurance that heaven will be your home? Welcome to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick, a ministry of Canyon Ridge Baptist Church in San Diego. You'll hear verse-by-verse preaching that will help you know and love Jesus in a personal and practical way. Open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8 and listen in to this message in progress as we learn from the Bible how to have assurance. And some of you in here right now need to repent. You've been living together with some girl for a while and you think like, oh, maybe eventually when I have enough money for a wedding. Bro, you already jumped past that point. You jumped past it. You want to have a ceremony somewhere down the road, fine. But why don't you go down to the justice of the peace and have a ceremony before God and man? You say, well, I don't want to get married in the justice of peace. Then come to my office. We'll do it in there. It's newly remodeled. You weren't led by the Spirit. You say, I feel uncomfortable. Good, I want you to feel some heat. I want you to feel the Holy Spirit in your life trying to help you live for Christ and find the joy of living for Christ as a family member of God. Because we're talking to believers. You're here, you're not saved, stop having sex. You're here, you're saved, you better stop. Because God told you to stop. Led by the Spirit. Verse number 15, relationship with God makes you a member of the family. Notice what it says. You have received the spirit of adoption. Receive means to actively take. The spirit here, it, it literally, it's, it's where the body and the soul are not expressed. It's the divine spirit. This is what it means. Let me just tell you what it means. It means our mind. Let's read it this way but you have received the spirit of adoption. In our mind, there's, the Holy Spirit has given to us this reality that we are adopted into the family of God. Adoption is a, is a legal process that creates a parent-child relationship between persons not related by blood with the adopted child being entitled to all the privileges belonging to the natural child, including the right to inherit. I'm not related to you by blood, but I'm related to you by your choosing. It's a personal relationship. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we believers, that's what he means, the we, the collective we, we as believers cry, Abba, Father. In the Roman world, social elites often used adoption to procure a successor to carry on the family name. The adoptee frequently received a higher social status and increased honor through the adoption. Paul's audience in Rome, many of whom probably occupied a social status of, of, of a slave or freed men and, and foreigners would have heard the great news that they were adoptive sons of God. This isn't, adoption wasn't really a Jewish concept. It was a Roman concept that you are now brought into the family of God. Matter of fact, a few years prior to Paul writing this in about AD 50, uh, Claudius, the emperor of Rome, adopted 11-year-old Nero. They would have understood this. The, the relationship is personal. 
but it's not only personal, it's familial. It's whereby we cry, verse number 15, Abba, Father. Abba is the cry of an infant. It's the simple, helpless utterance of unreasoning trust. The effect of a feeling. It's a non-knowledgeable word in the Aramaic. It's, it's an Aramaic word in its origin. And, and the English equivalent is literally the word papa. Which is an intimate word. Not based in, if I could say it this way. Not based in reality. When my girls were small. Judah and Nellie were small. They thought I could do everything. Then they turned 12 and didn't think I knew anything. But when they were small, they thought I could do everything. I could fix every broken toy. I could heal every broken heart. They would come to me and, and something would break. A toy would break and they would hand it to me. And here's what the word means. Unreasonable trust. They would hand me the toy and actually believe that I could fix the toy like back to its original state. If you're a parent here and your child does that, don't ever get frustrated with that. The day will come when they don't bring you stuff. The day will come when you're like, hey, I could fix that for you. And they'll go, I can do it myself, dad. I know you're 26, but no, you can't. Unreasonable trust. We can go to God with our deepest hurts, our greatest fears, our quiet concerns, our broken hearts, our timidity, our questions, our heartaches, our wonder, our needs. We can cry, Abba, I need you. Abba, I trust you. Abba, help me. Abba, heal me. That's what the word means. But we don't just cry Abba. We cry Abba, Father. Father is not a translation of Abba. It's a whole different word. And it's a relationship intelligently realized by the one who utters it. A word filled with confidence, communion, obedience, an expression of, of joy, enjoyment of the complete love of God the Father. And the two expressions together indicate the love and intelligent trust of a child. The familial love of Papa and the intelligent love of Father. You ever hear those British people? If you're from the UK, we'll pray for you. But you ever hear those British folks when they would say like, Father, my wife used to like watching like those Anna Green Grables and, and Pride and Prejudice, which I just called it nap time. Father, they just sound intelligent, don't they? Like, Father, Father, what's the square root of 12 trillion? Father, I mean, it's an intelligent word, Abba. Papa is just a word of love and need. Abba, I can go when it doesn't make sense. 
Father, I'm coming to you because there's no one else to t- nowhere else to turn. Abba, I'm coming to you because I got hurt. Can you please take the pain away? Father, I'm coming to you because without you, the situation is hopeless. Abba, all I can do is cry. Father, I know you can fix this. Abba, you can write a check for that. Father, is that what's best for me? Abba, he broke my heart. Father, should I go out with him? Abba, she walked out with on me. Father, please restore our relationship. Abba, I didn't get the promotion. Father, could you heal my pain? Abba, I have nowhere else to turn. Father, you're the only place I want to turn. Abba, I'm coming with the simplicity of childlike trust. Father, I've not lost the mind you've given me. Will you please guide me? The relationship is familial. I walked in my parents' house three weeks ago in Amarillo, Texas. I didn't ask for anything. I went right to the refrigerator. And then I went to the pantry. I didn't eat anything. I just wanted to see what they had. I grabbed my mom's purse and I just looked through it. He said, you do not. Oh, that's my wife. We're a family. And then she grasped my wallet. She looked, my mom looked through my wallet and she took what was in it, both dollars. We're family. It's familial. Not only is it personal, not only is it familial, but look at verse 16 and we'll stop here for the sake of time. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. It is faithful. The Holy Spirit bears witness that we are the children of God. Very simply stated, the Holy Spirit enlivens or quickens our heart with a perfect knowledge and complete confidence that we are the children of God. I just want you to notice a little bit about what the scripture proclaims about this glorious truth, the truth in which every believer longs for in this world to know. Number one, the spirit of God sheds abroad or pours out the love of God in our hearts. Romans chapter five, verse number five, it's on the screen. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. If you're a believer, God's gonna let you know that he loves you. God's going to let you know that he loves you. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of his love. Again, I'm not here at all to say who is and who isn't saved, but I am here to tell you, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you that he loves you. And the phrase for this year or last year is lean into that love. Be encouraged by that love. Romans chapter five, verse number five. Hope makes not a shame. We're not ashamed of looking forward to heaven. Why? Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Number two, the spirit is the earnest or the guarantee that we are the children of God. The word earnest is a, is a seal for the sake of security. It's the guarantee that the person is going to perform the, the duties promise. It's like a promissory note we might use. It's a earnest money, if you've ever heard that term. You put earnest money down when you buy a house so that they know that you're serious about it. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse number 22, the Bible says, who hath, talking about Christ, who has, or about the Holy Spirit, who has sealed us and giveth the earnest of the spirit in our heart. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse number five. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the spirit. The promise of God is laid in or is, is measured in the spirit of God living inside of us. 
He's the promise that God loves you. He's the promise that you're saved. He's the promise that he's, the Holy Spirit's the promise that he's coming back. He's the promise that you're one of God's children. What a wonderful truth that is. One of the ways I know that, that I'm saved is that God tells me not to do things that without him I'd want to do. See, we all doubt at times. We all wonder at times. And if you're here today and you're doubting, and, and I'm not talking about like people say, well, I know that the Bible has this rule and I know the Bible has that rule. There's things the Holy Spirit tells me to do that, that might not necessarily be listed in the Bible. He's just told me to do them. He's just told me to do it. And, and nobody else does it with me. I just do it. I'm supposed to. And it's a great reminder that I'm saved. And somebody might say, yeah, but you have liberty. You don't have to do that. Right, I do have liberty. But the Holy Spirit has guided me to do this. I don't have to give 20% of my income to missions. I don't have to do that. If you like what you've heard so far, check out CanyonRidgeRadio.com. You can see videos and listen to hundreds of Bible messages that will help you in your walk with the Lord. You can also send a message to me and Pastor Chadwick. Check us out at CanyonRidgeRadio.com. Now, back to the message in progress. But the Holy Spirit has prompted Debbie and I to do that, or nearly 20%, and we find great joy in doing that. But nobody nobody's making me. And somebody could say, oh, I can't believe that you do that, man. It's just, it's so, listen, bro, I don't need your discouragement. I don't mind walking alone. Shut your mouth. This is where God has guided me. And it's a great reminder that I'm saved because I'm not giving 20% of my income to anyone if the Holy Spirit of God doesn't encourage me to do so. The Spirit of God is living inside me and he reminds me of the love of God and it's shed abroad in my heart and it's a guarantee and I'm sealed. Chris, how do you know that you're saved? I know that I'm saved because the Bible tells me that I'm saved and because the Holy Spirit's working in my life. And number three, verse number 16, the Spirit is self-bearing witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. The Spirit is the seal or the guarantee that we are the children of God. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. The Spirit of God's gonna tell you that you're his. Not Oprah. If I hear another Hollywood influencer say, well, we're all the children of God. No, we're not. No, no, listen to me. No, we're not. You reject Jesus Christ, the Bible says you are none of his. You don't repent and trust Christ as your savior. Just gotta be super clear. You are not a child of God. You are created in the image of God, but you are not a child of God till you repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in Christ alone. And the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the. The is an exclusive term. It's a definite article. We could say it this way, that we are the only children of God. 
The Spirit is the seal or the guarantee that we are the children of God. It, it, to help us with that, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 13, in whom we have all, you have also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that after you believed you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. I'm going to finish. Verse 17, we're almost done. If children and heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that you suffer with him, we suffer with him rather, that we may also, that we may be also glorified together. Not only are we loved by the spirit, but we are lifted by the spirit. If children, how are we children? We're adopted, verse number 15. If adopted, we have the rights of a child. If children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Everything that's available to Christ is available to us. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1, verse number 4, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. We have an inheritance. And it's an inheritance because of our faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone. And it's incorruptible. It's undefiled. And it never fades. Where is it, pastor? It's reserved in heaven for you. Well, I'd like to see it. You will one day. You will, I promise you, based on the authority of the scripture. Galatians chapter three, verse number 29, the Bible says, if you be Christ, then you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You weren't born, uh, physically born into the family of God, but this is why the Bible uses the phrase born again. We were born again into the family of God. And the moment you trusted Christ as your savior, you are lifted by the Holy Spirit of God. Growing up, I looked very different than my brother and sister. They're both dark uh, complexion. I had blonde hair, kind of a golden skin tone. They had a dark hair, kind of a uh, pale skin tone. And, and growing up, they used to make so much fun of me as being adopted because I don't look at anyone in my, like anyone in my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, they all look alike. And then finally, one attractive person in the family. Not at all. But they, they man, they'd make fun of me. And as a, as a little kid, they, they would go, Chris, you're adopted. Chris, you're adopted. Chris, you're adopted. And then my mom would make it come be quiet when I'd start crying. Chris, you're adopted. And as, and as I got older, uh, my dad started joining in. He really did. So there I am, 49 years old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I can remember about being about 10 or 11 and my brother and sister, like, uh, we, we just finished the family worship, family worship time. And my, my brother and my sister, I think it was Gloria actually started it. And uh, Gloria goes, hey, Tim, you remember when we brought Chris home from that place? And he goes, he goes oh yeah, when mom and dad adopted him? It's the last time my brother played along well. And, um, and she goes, yeah, remember how he was, he was like, what was he, like six months old? And I'm like, shut up, guys, I'm not adopted. Like, yes, you are, no, you're not, yes, you are, no, you're not. And after reading the Bible, my pastor dad looks at my mom and goes, sweetheart, do you think we should tell him tonight? Now you wonder why I am like I am. And I looked at my mom and my mom said this. She goes, hey, let me just make it clear. I was stuck with the rest of you. I chose him. 
And they all went to their rooms crying, and I am the chosen one. If you know your Bible well, I tried to change my name to Joseph right there. It didn't work so well. I was chosen. If you're adopted, no, we don't need, don't get mixed up with Calvinism on this point. But understand, you got saved because God brought you into the family. You got saved because God loves you and he cares for you and he wants a relationship with you. And you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. And you're lifted from the deluge of life into the delight of heaven. You're lifted from the darkness of this earth into the glorious light of eternal joy with Jesus. You're lifted from the suffering of sin into an eternity with the Savior. You're lifted from an eternity in hell to the joys of heaven. I mean, the Holy Spirit of God lifts those he loves. My family's poor. When I mean poor, I mean my dad, my uncles, my aunts went to school with no shoes. If the fire department didn't bring gifts, they got no gifts for Christmas. They had one, maybe two pair of clothes in the good times. They ate pinto beans for breakfast, lunch, and dinner much of my dad's life. We were known as the Chadwicks. But now I'm known, we're known as the Chadwicks. Not because of anything we've done, but because we have been lifted from this plane, this earth, to a heavenly, to a new city. I'm a new citizen who's where God is in charge. I'm a new citizen of heaven, a place that is built by God. And some of you need to understand, you've been lifted. I don't care if you grew up in the projects, that's where my family grew up. I I don't care if your family had no money or your mom left your dad, you've been lifted by the Spirit of God. And one of the things to the believer that the Holy Spirit's going to remind you is that you are indeed a child of God. Stop living like you're not. Stop living like there's an alternative. Stop living like you're rejected. You're not rejected. You're loved. You're not only loved, you're led. You're not only led, you're lifted. God loves you. He cares for you. He desires a relationship with you. And there's no better life on this planet than living for Christ. I wonder today, believer, saved person, are you living for him? Are you allowing him to lead you? Or do you tell him no? Well, I know he wants me to do this, but I'll do that. I compromised with God for a lot of years. I don't want to be a pastor. I'll tell you what, I'll work with kids in junior church and I'll be a very successful businessman if you'll let me do it. But then I came to the realization, this is what God called me to do. Got to be led. Are you enjoying the love of God in your life? Are you letting him love on you? Do, Do you let God minister to you? And just pour out his abundant love in your life? 
I mean, that's what verse 15 helps us with. Do you understand you're adopted into the family of God? And, and you're lifted? You might have had a horrible home life. You're still loved by God. You might have no money. If you're a believer, you're still on your way to heaven. You're lifted by God. And the Holy Spirit reminds us of these things as a way to, to encourage us and to assure us of our salvation. You don't have to doubt your salvation. And when you do, you need to, be, you need to remind yourself, whoa, 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 I'm led by the Spirit, bro. I'm loved by the Spirit. And I'm lifted by the Spirit. I might have messed up, but I'm still loved. I might have, made a, I might have sinned, but I'm still lifted. I could have made a different decision, but I'm still being led. And I'm going to keep walking with Jesus the entirety of my life. Now, if you're here today, this might have sound crazy to you if you're not a believer. I wonder today, do you want that kind of assurance of knowing when you die, heaven's your home? Of knowing that if you were to die today, that, that you would go to heaven as opposed to spend an eternity in hell separated from God? Oh, I'd like that kind of assurance. I don't want to live in fear. I don't want to live in frustration. I don't want to live in discouragement. Pastor, I want that. Okay, then understand this. Agree with me on this. Jesus is the son of God. He's the creator of the world. He came to this earth. He lived a perfect life for 33 and a half years. He died and the Bible says his blood washes away all your sin. And if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, like we've said several times throughout the service this morning, if you'll put your faith in Jesus Christ alone, he promises to give you eternal life. If you reject him, you will live in fear. If you accept him, there's a place of victory over that fear. Trust him today. Put your faith in him today. You've been listening to Canyon Ridge Radio with Pastor Chris Chadwick. Before we go... If you have any questions about what it means to be a Christian and how to go to heaven after you die, we invite you to visit our website, CanyonRidgeRadio.com, for more information. We hope this episode of Canyon Ridge Radio has been an encouragement to you. Canyon Ridge Baptist Church is a growing church located in beautiful San Diego, California. If you're in the San Diego area, make plans to visit us this Sunday at 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., or 5 o'clock p.m., at 6866 Linda Vista Road. For more information about our church, our pastor, or how to know Jesus as your Savior, visit our website at canyonridgeradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.